0: 90s Now with Kelly Alexander and Sharon Highland. Oh, hi, you
1: guys. Oh, hello. Hello. Kelly, who's on your hat? I don't know, but isn't he cool? He's uh, my niece bought this hat for me. It's like a little like fun, fun bug thing. Like, Can you bring it into the camera a bit? Oh, yeah, good can see that. I think it's a snail on top of a mushroom. I feel that's what's happening. I
0: wish I could see. I think compared to uh, the visuals of uh, my face and yours and Adam's face, I've got a giant melon. Yeah, that's some. Oh, yeah, it is a
2: mushroom. Cute. It almost looks like a Pokemon. It's it's
1: Sharon's snail that she loves so much. The one with the garlic (laughs) butter? (laughs) Exactly. Yuck. That one, Uh,
0: exactly. Yeah, I'll have a hard time eating uh, escargot. After yeah. that uh, encounter. I realize
1: like, that uh, we haven't talked about this. And when you do your lineup, Sharon, I realize that uh, when our show dropped last week uh, on the Friday. Yeah. Uh, we were a bit. Well, because we'd recorded a few days before that. But uh, Ryan Seacrest is the host of Wheel of Fortune. So I thought. Yeah. We...
0: Isn't that wild? Like, he doesn't have that. a thousand other things going on. It's amazing. This guy. Yeah. This guy.
2: But he's going to be good at it. I mean, I think he's so good too. at that kind of show and like, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. He can handle a crowd really well. And he's, yep. he's obviously got uh, ad lib skills, like, uh, and he can keep the, the show to... going,
2: you know, we can like wrap everything up and all right, let's go. We got to, you know, move forward. So he's yeah. good at that. So. Toots.
1: I feel like he has a vision board in his bedroom where he's like, check, I did this, check, I did that.
0: It's <laughs> not even like a list. It's one box that just says everything. Yeah. Go for it.
2: <laughs> and we should all aspire to do the same.
0: Yeah. You know what? Whatever you want, go for it. The worst thing that can happen is someone tells you no. And then if that happens, you find out a way to get an a-, a yes from somebody else. Yep. Try, try, try.
1: Alice Sherry Shepard, who finally got her daytime talk show.
0: Oh, good. There you go. You see? Yes, see? It wasn't either going to be a talk show or Wheel of Fortune. (laughs) And Ryan Seacrest took that away from her. Just (laughs) kidding. Good for Ryan. We'll see how the um, uh, contract negotiations uh, continue for Vanna. Yep. Uh, I heard somebody on a uh, a radio station not owned by the company that we work for, you guys, a, a competitor. <gasps> oh, oh, oh. I know there's other radio stations that's wild. Anyways, um, I heard this person say, like, why, you know, I get all, you know, uh, equality and stuff. But, like, why should she make as much as Pat? Like, she was only flipping the letters. And oh, I thought okay. this this guy, first of all, it was a guy, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> was sort of, I thought, like, you're missing the point, man. You can't start your sentence by saying, uh, get, you know, equality and then like denounce it at the end. Like, yeah. that's her job requirement was to flip the letters. Yeah. Pat's requirement was to host the show. And no one says they should have made the same amount of money, mm-hmm. but like it shouldn't have been that drastic a fraction that she was making that much less than him, especially since for FaceTime, literal FaceTime, yeah. uh, they, they were a team.
1: Well, and like I think, you know, when they started the show, he was obviously going to be the quote unquote star, right, to start off. But then she quickly found her place and her audience and they did become the dynamic duo. So that should have been reflected in her salary.
0: Yeah. Why not? It shouldn't be like three million dollars a year is a great salary. No question about that. But it's certainly a lot less than 15 million.
1: Which Pat is getting. Yeah. Yeah. And P.S. Your uh, competitor, anytime somebody starts with "I get equality," that yeah. right in and of itself is,
0: <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. You don't get equality, by the way.
1: Yeah.
2: So that's too doorknob. Dimwit. Did you call him a doorknob? <laughs>
1: Did yeah. if, you know it's I've 90s never? Now. Heard,
2: I've never heard that insult. I love well, that's
1: it. That's like a total '90s insult.
2: Your yep. doorknob. Yep. Oh. Well, the more you know. Thank you, Kelly, for that one. <laughs> I might be using it one, in 2023.
0: Here to teach. Yeah. You're good. It's good to share your knowledge with
1: everybody.
0: <laughs> well, for today, you guys, we have got a lot of uh, of stuff to get to. So not the least of which, for 16-year-old Sharon, is uh, the Wham documentary, which by the time this show is uh, has reached the people, our show, that is, um the wham documentary on netflix will have already made its debut so mm-hmm. this is the face of uh, future sharon
2: yeah <laughs> very excited she's happy
1: very happy <laughs>
0: that
1: was that was my face the minute i saw it and watched the the trailer
0: yeah oh my gosh i cannot wait so yeah. we'll talk about that and uh one of the uh take one from the CUDA files and in that regard also uh and just like that We'll see Kim Catral back on, uh, with the girls. Oh, wait, no, not with the girls, just on the show. We'll talk about that. Uh, also that, uh, we'll do some, uh, Kelly will, uh, freak us out with some trivia. Yeah. <laughs> and by freak out, I mean, God, we just want to get one right. Yeah. Um, And we'll also do a a 90s rewind that'll take us back to one sweet spot of our favorite decade. But Madonna's health has uh, rearranged her tour schedule, which has rearranged the uh, social calendars of a lot of people who were banking on shows coming up. Uh, So let's start there, you guys. Mm -hmm. Um, The last we saw of uh, Madonna on, say, Instagram was June 20th when she posted some pics from the uh, rehearsal space and captioned it, the calm before the storm so what what we know, I think what we what we didn't know, and certainly what she didn't know, was that, uh, you know, what was coming her way. What we do know of Madonna is how hard she works um to prepare for anything that she does, professionally, creatively. uh, so ahead of the uh, July fifteenth start date of her celebration tour that was to start in Vancouver, just west of here like five-hour flight. Um, <laughs> she, she, it's great that she's been putting in the work, but uh, there's been nothing on Instagram from her since that. I mean, I checked about an hour ago before we recorded. Um, her manager, Gaio Siri, posted an update about a bacterial infection that landed her in the ICU. Uh, and what we know now is that she's out of the hospital, but that's it. It wasn't necessarily a smooth exit from the hospital either because there was a whole bunch of stuff going on. So,
2: lots of things to be rearranged for this tour. And And you know how they they phrased it when they postponed uh, the shows. They didn't say, okay, this show, this show, this show are postponed. They said the whole tour is postponed. Yeah. So, I mean, they were still scheduled to start, you know, in 12 days from today. Mm -hmm. So, what's going on? I have tickets for August 19th show. I don't know if that's going to happen. Because she should technically be back on her feet, right? Technically,
0: but a bacterial infection, we don't even know what was infected. And again, we <laughs> preface any of this very private information with it's actually none of our business, that stuff. Um, but out of curiosity, certainly we'd like to know how she'll progress. And selfishly, because of people with tickets, like me and Adam, um, who want to you know, just find out. But pr- priority placed... Sp- like completely on her health and getting better, because without that, the tour obviously is not happening. So you know,
2: the only thing that would bother me, what's that? Is that this is a whole setup for the tour not being ready? I don't know that. Do I'm you, not saying that's what it is. No, no, no it would just I, it would suck. I would be well disappointed. Well, whatever, it doesn't change anything. But I just hope that's not what it is. I don't know she's
1: even, she's old school. She would never pull that. You and sure? She's always ready. Yeah, she's always ready.
2: Well, what if she wasn't and she didn't want to look not ready?
1: I don't know. She's like, she's she's done this too many times not to know. Yeah, I agree. Like, how she needs to be ready. So, Agreed. Yeah.
2: Well, I like I, your answer. I'm not saying, oh, I, I wish she really was sick. Like <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but, you
0: know. No, but I, the, that's the interesting thing about when artists have to cancel, I think... I think the starting point has to be uh, that they don't want to do that because it's so much work for the people around them and and their their uh, the business side of what they're doing on a creative scale. It's so much work to have to reschedule and mm-hmm. costly uh, and venues on this end aren't necessarily going to be like, oh, it's okay. We get it. you're You're calling in sick it's a huge, huge but it happens it
2: happens sometimes you know i remember uh, a big artist like a big name canceling a show uh, here in our neck of the woods in the province um saying the artist was sick when we learned well it, it was never public but we learned that there were just not enough tickets got sold and it and would that's... have looked ridiculous so they just canceled the show Who was it? the day of well, I can't really say why. Um, well, because I'm not like it wasn't made public, so it's Courtney a. Partly love, she birthed. It's a rumor <laughs> I've heard from 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 sources that should have the right info. Oh sure. Um, and that was the that's the part two of this whole conversation. Let, that, let that me that just happens. say, let me just say, it wasn't a show that would happen during the week. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh, so you do what you want with it.
0: Interesting.
2: Yeah. So that's what I heard.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, I hear you. Courtney Love. I'm still. (laughs) (laughs) You've had rest, Kelly. I think it's not Courtney Love.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah. I just, I, I, Madonna's old school from the 80s. She would never pull this, especially because I've heard on the back end that she's been so thrilled with the amount of people wanting her to go on tour because the tickets sold out immediately and she added second dates to several places that she was full steam ahead and was pushing herself too much to get herself ready. So I don't think, I think Mm -hmm. she's sick and she must be really sick or was, you know, to, to back this up. I
0: agree. Cause I, I think I agree with everything that you said and I can completely understand your concerns, Adam, for, for what we know also, but there's, there was no, I think she's born ready. Um, and like you say, to have sold out so quickly wouldn't have been a surprise to her. Um, and I think she's been, I think she was prepared before she even announced that it was going to happen, but you have to then fine tune the details. And I think that's where she's at or was at.
1: Spoiler alert. I was going to be her opening act playing the spoons.
0: Ah. No, you know what? The fun, fun fact about Kelly is that uh, she probably could play the spoons, but she can also sing. (laughs) yeah <laughs> you guys
2: you know who the opener uh, was for the show right who was it it was a uh, bob the drag queen
1: oh right yes oh cool that's true we talked about bob the drag queen i forgot well i'm
2: saying, saying it was it's probably still going to be bob yeah but um yeah
1: bob's on hold and also i don't know if you guys saw this i follow rosie o'donnell on social media and she put out a post a few days after Madonna saying. Uh, And I'm sure she wasn't supposed to, but they're, (laughs) they're, they're friends. And she said, she's okay.
2: Oh, good. Good. So
1: I'm, I'm assuming she wanted all Madonna fans to know that, you know, she's.
2: Well, this just helps my theory. (laughs) She's good.
1: Well, she's good now after she had an
2: infection
0: and she was vomiting uncontrollably because that was the other stuff that was <laughs> released, right? <laughs> I'm gonna
2: stop. I, I I believe I believe you, when and Kelly. When was the
1: Montreal dates? What was it it was July or August?
2: It was August nineteenth and twenty, I think, was oh, the yeah, second yeah, date.
1: Yeah, right. okay.
2: it was the nineteenth at Saturday? Uh yes. Yeah, because I we're going on the
0: twentieth and that... It was like, I'm going to be tired the next day, but it doesn't matter. Well, you
2: know, the good news is I was invited to one of our colleagues' wedding on the 19th. So oh, the good news is now I can go to the wedding. Oh, so, that's hooray. Yay. Is
1: that a French colleague? Because I don't know any English colleague. Uh, <laughs> Kelly's not got an invitation to a wedding.
2: It's, uh, it's a <laughs> Vito V. Oh, that's cool! Oh, cool! Yeah, very good. So, um, big Italian wedding, my first big Italian wedding. So, Pace don't yourself. eat
1: all day, Adam.
2: I yep. will not eat all day. <laughs> I will save some space, but Pace I will yourself. eat at the wedding because there will oh, probably yeah. be a lot of alcohol.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now that's funny because Vito, for our audience who's listening, is a, a resident DJ on Virgin, and so I'm assuming he's not spinning at his own wedding. So, do you know who the DJ is, Adam?
2: Uh, I have no idea. I have a few guesses. Uh, cause Tiesto, he's friends with a lot of, he's, di- he's he it be Tiesto? Tiesto. He's friends with Tiesto. So we'll, we'll see if Ooh, it is. Cool. It would be pretty dope to have Tiesto DJ at your wedding. I
1: bet you Tiesto shows up in either regard. So, wow.
2: Well, I'll keep cool. you posted when we're you back let me next, know. next season. If Tiesto's yeah. there,
1: he's, he's, uh, turned me down for an interview before. So let me know <laughs> at the wedding just to get an interview <laughs> with Tiesto. Priorities. Uh,
0: Priorities. Yep. Yep. Um, well, so now that we can put a pin in, uh, the, uh, Madonna story in that we know not much more than we did, <laughs> we'll keep our fingers crossed, send her some positive vibes and, uh, get into some trivia.
2: Let's do it. Nineties. <laughs> <laughs> now. Trivia. <Ch-ch-ch-trivia. laughs>
1: I like to start with the, uh, the hard one. So this is art and literature. <laughs> Did Which you, novel set in Japan, Japan? If you don't speak French, uh, <laughs> follows the story of a young girl named Chio Sakamoto, Nita
2: Sayuri. My goodness, Kelly! How are we supposed to know that?
1: Well, because when I tell <laughs> you the you. answer, you're going to be like, and Sharon's going to go like, "Oh, son of!" Okay, son.
2: wait. Is it okay? So uh... it happens in Japan. What's
1: this? Start the question again. Which novel set in Japan follows the story of a young girl named Chio Sakamoto Nita Sayuri?
2: Um, <laughs> you're both gonna torture be before.
1: Very upset with yourself when I tell you Tormant. the
2: torment. Is it? Is it like a? Was it adapted to television?
1: It was adapted to a movie, from what I know.
2: To a movie. Hmm.
1: Sharon should really know this. Yeah. Uh, the Joy cl- Luck
0: Sharon, the Joy Luck Club. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: actually a really good guess. But Thank it's you. not
2: Is it, it a cartoon movie or is it a like a, a normal uh, movie?
1: No, real real life movie as far as I know. Hmm.
0: And now I don't well, even remember if the Joy Luck Club focused on Japan set, or set Chinese heritage. It was, but I mean it was this this like the oh. uh, generations of I don't remember. I think I tried to read that because
1: didn't Oprah talk about it or something? And then I couldn't get through it. Wow. Great story, Kel. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) I also didn't finish. Don't tell my grade like nine or 10 teacher. I think I was supposed to read Dandelion Wine. Didn't get through that either. Wow. And what was that other one? 1984. (laughs) God. yeah.
2: Isn't that George Orwell?
1: Yeah. No, thank you.
2: Yeah. Catcher in the Rye. Uh, What about uh, Animal Uh Farm? Is it have to do that oh, one. I read I read Animal Farm. We did too. You did have to do Catcher a... in
1: the Rye. That was also painful.
2: Yeah, How to Kill a <laughs> Mockingbird.
1: Oh, I read that one as an
2: adult. I didn't. That what's one? the one? Uh, what's the one with uh, Huckleberry Finn? Uh, Tom. um a Tom Sawyer. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. sounds
1: great. Here's a fun fact for you. When I my grade ten teacher uh, was absolutely terrible at teaching us Shakespeare, so mm-hmm. I hated <laughs> it me. in grade ten. Hated it. Then got to see Jeff had the best Shakespeare teacher ever, and oh, cool. love it now. Like he saved it for me.
0: It can, see, that's the the balance, right? Like you can have someone that, yeah, like that's such. It's so risky. Not yeah, everybody I'll can you, teach.
1: Just quickly before you, Sharon tries to guess again. No, Adam will guess. Uh, <laughs> this is why I hated grade ten Shakespeare. He put on these twelve inch LP records of like somebody reenacting a Shakespeare play. And it was the worst reenactment in life. <laughs> wow. Like the accents were absolutely terrible. Like just garbage. You wanted to poke your eye out with your pen. Like it was just. Where people are screaming, make it stop. Yeah. Like to this day, I'm trying actually, I'm blanking right now, but it's the one play that I can't, kind of can't still deal with because <laughs> he wrecked it with these, this audio um, magic that was not magic. Wow. Yeah. Adam, guess. Do you have a guess?
2: (laughs) Okay. Full (laughs) disclosure, I've been trying to cheat on the internet for the last two minutes and I I can't find anything. I saw
1: your eyes cheating. Uh, I have no idea. Okay. (laughs) Okay. What is it? Ready? Memoirs of a Geisha.
2: I'm not sure I've heard of memoirs of a geisha.
1: Well, I
0: didn't think you did, but Sharon, you must okay. have. I love the emphasis. Sharon's going to kick herself for not knowing <laughs> memoirs of a geisha. <laughs> Putting the gay in geisha. Sharon. <laughs> uh, nope. I wouldn't have got that. I w- we ah. would have been here a long time. But you've heard, you've, heard, you've heard of it, though. I'm pretty sure. What's but I'm, not t- gonna, I'm not gonna kick myself, I'll tell you that. Okay, <laughs> here's our clip
1: of the week, folks. Anyways,
2: <laughs> uh, they uh, made a question- movie about it in the 20th uh, uh, in 2005.
1: Yeah, so. exactly. Uh, question number dos, um, which Belgian band created the soundtrack for the video game Mortal Kombat?
2: Ugh, I should know this.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Ugh. laughs> uh belgian the only
0: belgian band i know i definitely I'm won't be saying with, that sharon should kick herself for
2: not <laughs> there will be no self-infliction today um but you're right i'm not sure i'm i know a belgian band well it's a band we know obviously oh and i'm thinking a
0: norwegian band and that's from the 80s which would be aha uh-huh, which would be not what you would say with the wrong answer i um, love a hot cry wolf ooh. yeah <laughs> Nice, nice, not going uh, straight to take on me. Well done. Oh,
1: Cry Wolf was my jam.
0: I love Cry Wolf.
1: That's my, uh, that's a, they're still um good looking fellas. Nice uh, cheekbones, good yeah. uh, facial yeah. structure. <laughs> it's like they had duck face before duck face was a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Adam, you have to look at the band Aha <laughs> uh-huh and see what they look like.
2: I think I have, though. So, Is do we it, have a guest? Or... Um... I'm going to go with Berlin.
1: Oh, very nice. That's in Germany. I'm going to go
2: with uh
0: <laughs> my guess for the Belgian band is Ace of Base. Aren't they not from there? I just I with a guess. And I said it with a real lack Aren't of Aren't they from
1: so. uh where is Ace of Base from? It's, it's uh not Norway, it's the other one. Swiss, Swiss uh, Sweden. Sweden.
2: Uh, Sweden?
1: Sweden. That's it. Um so, uh it's not Belgian chocolate, it's the Immortals. Hmm. Oh, you're right. Which kind of fits in with the whole Mortal Kombat thing. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah.
0: Well, there you go. <laughs> See, we've learned something today, everybody. <laughs> we, we did. And we Anybody also learned about the geisha. The, <laughs> the, the gay in geisha. <laughs> you're welcome. That new your nickname. <laughs> uh, let's get back to this now. Let's in one it. of the, uh, this one actually could have been kept in the worst kept secrets file, I think. The Kim Cattrall, uh back for the season two finale f- of And Just Like That, which is a spinoff of Sex in the City, right? Um, she was on The View, spoke about how she really takes the time to assess uh, what projects are right for her at this time in her life. She looked really, um, I thought, clear of mind in her delivery and ask, answering questions, which had seemed, I think she was there to talk about another project, but the crowd and the audience at, at The View went kind of bananas when they mentioned, uh, and just like that, and that she was going to be on it. And so she, you know, she sort of lit up and that was nice, but she talked about selecting the right projects uh, that are right for her and how she assesses that. Um, and then she decided that it was right to do this. So she's, talking about her reaction to the head of hbo calling and asking so what can we do to get you basically to get you on the show um and she said that uh, getting the sex in the city's uh, wardrobe designer back was uh essential for her character she felt and so that happened um and i guess the other uh essential thing was um not having to deal with the others yeah <laughs> Cause it's been reported that she didn't see or speak to any of the co-stars or the show's creator while she was, uh, doing her cameo. Yeah. Which I think is in keeping with the way it all, all fell down. What I didn't read was Sarah Jessica Parker's reaction to it. And I, I'm pretty sure that you did, Cal, but what I, what I did like was that Kristen Davis's, uh, reaction. She's the one that plays Charlotte. Uh, she had said that they were really hoping that the cameo for the season finale would have been kept a surprise to which I say, as if Kristen Davis <laughs> that's not a thing anymore. They you all don't said actually that. well as if you would want you don't want that because now everybody's talking about it. Had you kept it a surprise, it would have been sort of reactionary. Mm-hmm. This way, you're actually getting more of the
2: Samantha fans that maybe weren't watching the show back, yeah, but they <laughs> would have watched it a few days later. but yeah, the surprise but, would have been nice. but well, then
0: who leaked it?
2: you know well, she did
0: Courtney love oh my
2: <laughs> god <laughs> but how, how can she do a cameo without seeing any of the others like because i guess it's not about about maybe maybe
0: she's on the phone she's probably on the uh, phone but or maybe it's just a reference to her character and it and that it doesn't have anything to do with them but more her
1: right I think they should recast her part with uh what's her face from uh Indecent what's her like indecent uh proposal. Sharon Stone. Yeah.
0: Indecent proposal. Is that Sharon Stone? I think uh, so.
2: Demi Moore.
1: Demi Moore. Oh. What's basic oh, that's instinct? One... That's oh, yes.
2: that's yeah, Sharon yeah. Stone, yeah.
0: Yeah, that was quite a the whole fallout of uh of her and the the other women and the show period seems so um final. Yeah that it's kind of a pretty big leap that that she did this cameo at all and to me i'm I'm not picking any sides here because i actually you know you only know what's reported and the truth is found somewhere in between all the all the stories um but like i think it it wasn't necessarily about her to come back and i think she really took the fans into consideration which i think is kind of cool mm-hmm
2: do you what want a you... fun? Um, do you want a fun cameo story? Yes, I do. I was just changing the topic, but you know, if if you want to tag along with me, I'm ready. I watched a movie that I had I'd never watched before this weekend, Django Unchained. Oh yeah, by mm-hmm. Quentin Tarantino. And at yeah. one point in the movie, I'm like, oh, I know this actor. Who is who is it? And the scene goes on and on. And I'm like, how can I not know who this person is? Um, it was Quentin, who always does a cameo in his movies. <laughs> Oh, cool. And when I googled him, I realized I was like, "Oh, yeah. so I yeah, <laughs> couldn't recognize Quentin Tarantino in his own movie." I was not proud of myself, but now wow. I will notice him every time. That's yep. cool. So that's it. That's all I got. I love his I commitment to uh, to his his creativity. Great movie, by the way. Well, everybody's probably seen it, but. I have not. Don't worry, I haven't. (laughs) Oh well, go watch it. Great movie. All of Quentin's work is great, but so far behind. Yeah. Wow. I still got Kill Bill to see from his. uh,
0: I've seen that one. That's a good one.
2: Haven't seen either. They're the only ones I need to 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 watch from his. uh, What do you call it? Filmography. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. There are some violent scenes, but the violent scenes (laughs) like (laughs) well. In this movie like specifically, you know, there's a lot of gruesome, violent, fire, pow-pow scenes, but yep. then the blood comes out of the body, but it's it's so big, it's so fake, yeah. that I, it, it it it's not too bad. Like it, it's true. it's it's so extra that it doesn't seem realistic. So yeah. it takes away a bit of that gruesome whatever feeling and it it's it's, true. Uh, it's, it's, it's- in, in, in a good way. I mean, this in a in a good way.
0: It's a. It's almost like a reaction to violence versus like torture or or things like yeah. that. I, those movies I can't handle. where and where it's the, so
2: it's yeah. so big that it, it's a caricature. You know, it's a caricature. It's um. What's the yeah. English word for is caricature. it caricature? Caricature. There we go. Yeah. So, it
0: yeah, it totally plays on it, stretches the truth, and yeah, yeah. It's like cre It's like cinematic. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Well, you know what? You know what there won't be in the Wham documentary? Bloodshed. <laughs> so
2: nice segue. <laughs> <laughs> thank you.
0: Uh, it has to be, I think, one of the most anticipated documentaries coming. And not just for sixteen year old Sharon. Um sixteen year old Kelly. Sixteen year old Kelly also. <laughs> I'm and nine years uh, younger. Let's remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, Kelly Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> um what i find interesting is that one half of this the most you know one of the most popular successful pop duos of the 80s is looking back from the uh well at least one coulda file it's andrew Ridgeley who is saying that he wishes that wham could have done a final tour they did do a final show he was telling the bbc and i quote i felt a final tour to say goodbye to our fans around the world would have been a generous gesture. I felt it was a courtesy to them to have done that. The least we could have done, to be honest with you, is what he says about a tour. But I also understood George's essential ideology behind having just one show." End quote. Now, the thing about the just one show is that it wasn't just like a handful of people that got to see it. 72,000 people got to be at Wembley to witness the final concert, um, literally called Final. Um, that also welcomed Simon LeBlanc and uh, Elton John. Which, if we side note for a second, if we go back to um, footage of George Michael talking about, uh, I think he might not have been at his best. I certainly Actually, I, I know he wasn't at his best, but he talked about not knowing Elton John. Do you remember Elton John has sort of, like if you compare the timelines, Elton John has said that he tried to reach out to George Michael and and help him mm. and george michael was like i don't even know him wow and that i find interesting because he would have been invited to be a part of that tour so they would have had to you know communicate on some level and then they did a duet mm-hmm. right yep did they do the duet it did yes don't of course it, at the live one from when elton john came on like his stage so every time i see the names together i think man george was he could have used Elton John's help.
1: Obviously. Yeah, I think there was some prickly business uh, going on because Elton, I think, has slagged George a little bit in the news. Like, and, and I think on some level, like, you know, wanting to help. But as we know, sometimes Elton says things like super blunt or however you want to mm-hmm. say. So I think I think that irked uh, George Michael. And I think that's even probably in an, in an interview he he did where he was not pleased.
0: Yeah. And uh, you know what? Well, I love George Michael. He did need help. And I think what irks the most um is the truth when you're having a hard time dealing with it. Right. Yeah. So I here love we George are. so
1: much, George. I know.
0: It's very sad. Um, but it's like this many years later, June twenty eighth was the date of the show back in nineteen eighty-six, that last one for Wham. And like I said, uh, like we were talking about at the start of the show, um, by the time you guys are hearing us talk about it coming, it it is available on Netflix. This documentary on Wham. So if you're wondering where we are, it's probably there watching it <laughs>
1: <laughs> on repeat.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so excited for it! Like,
1: yeah, wee. I'm. I think Anyways. I've said this before, but uh, Janet and George apparently, rumor has it, we're supposed to do a collab.
0: Yeah. Uh.
1: And that would have been like, and he loved her, like he loved her. And so, and I think she felt the same way about him. So I'm sad it never worked out. I think that uh, those are two artists that,
0: um, that would be able to work with others, work well with others. You know, we saw that certainly of both of them in their careers. George Michael has had this way of sort of, I think going at even different genres and making it, Just so slick sounding, and he could go in any direction, I think, and and sound great. Yeah. So whatever his future uh, creative desires were, he he would have nailed it. Yeah. And we'll miss that.
2: Sharon, just before we do your 90s rewind, can I make an Elton John side note? Please do. Real fast, I want your opinion on this. Uh, I was talking with friends the other day, and we're talking about Future Super Bowl headliners oh, could Elton John, after his farewell tour, close everything off with a Super Bowl performance this year or next year?
0: wouldn't that be cool? That would be oh my gosh, they oh yes,
2: okay, so he Let's could right it, it's it, it's in his brand right <laughs> it's in his DNA he could do a you know a Super Bowl performance a last goodbye to the whole world oh uh, my gosh. career speaking, of course. Of course.
0: I mean what we know is that they're given what like 20 minutes or 12 or something. Yeah, it's well, not 20. It's it's, to... it's
2: 12, 12 minutes, yeah.
0: Okay, so 12 minutes and you have to get in, you know, you're not doing your song and you're not doing Candle in the Wind, you're doing Saturday nights all right for fighting. I'm still standing. Um Well, he could he back. he could
2: have a ballad in there. He could do either your song or and I I would say
0: yes but no. Okay. because you've got all these thousands and thousands of people
2: in the place cheering football on well lady gaga had, lady here. gaga did three ballads or two ballads i think wow she sat down on the piano and did i forget which songs she did and i've watched that halftime show so many times but she did a few ballads so i
0: think that elton knows his crowd well enough to know that all things considered and no disrespect to gaga or anybody who does anything down tempo i think you still You strike while the iron is hot and people are like, oh my God, Elton John, he's got to hit hard and fast and up-tempo and totally
2: doable. Well, I agree with you. That's what he should do. But yeah. Yeah. Rumor has it, it's Harry Styles. (laughs) Rumor has it, it's Harry Styles. Well, it wouldn't make sense, right? Mm -hmm. Interesting. But it's been a while since they went a bit more Rocky-ish. Yeah. Because we're thinking like other names like Chris Stapleton, Luke Combs could also maybe...
0: That would uh, suit that brand also. Certainly
2: the the audience loves that stuff.
0: The country upbeat country rockers.
2: I'd watch it. They could do anybody. like uh they could do a whole female country. They could have like Kelly Clarkson, Carrie Underwood, like a bunch of Ooh, that'd be cool. That'd be nice. Reba reba
1: love reba
2: (laughs) all right end of Uh, side note
1: i
0: love that side note by the way thank you very much um well and we'll side note that with a rewind over here we'll go back to 1995 with a couple of watery tunes one which at this point uh in 1995 was at number one which was waterfalls with tlc uh, a little bit further down the chart, boys to men on their four-part harms with Water Runs Dry. There's a theme. Just take Good a song. minute, man. Enjoy that. Actually, the Water theme ends there, because I Can Love You Like That came from All For One, <laughs> which is a big part of the soundtrack of that summer. Also, Shy Guy with Diana King. How about that? Wow.
1: That's such a great song.
2: Shy Guy, Shy Guy. Okay.
0: Uh, and you know what? There's no party happening in the 90s certainly not in 1995 or even today when this song comes on you know the
2: answer from montel jordan (laughs) this is how we do it i thought you were gonna say ain't no party like an s club party and i was all ready for it (laughs) (laughs) good
0: one (laughs) as fast as that seems that's your 90s rewind that went back to 1995 you guys thank you sharon thank you guys perfect anything else That is it. That's all I got. Yep. Goodbye. Just (laughs) kidding. (laughs) Thank you, everybody, uh, for finding it, finding it, as in uh, this show, finding us, wherever it is that you do. We appreciate it very much. Checking in with us. uh, Summertime, we still, you know, mail delivery still happens. So if you want to send something to us, find us on social media and get a note to us that way. Um, And until next time, thank you for listening to 90s Now. Still happening.